1: You're
2: listening to After Law, broadcasting from the beautiful South Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Den, dear listeners. Welcome to a cold grey afternoon in South Bermondsey. You join me as the two teams come out for the South fixture, Middlesbrough in red, lines of course in their dark blue, familiar colours. Today's Starting 11 mil, uh, Majia Sarkic back line going to be Joe Bryan, Wes Harding, Jake Cooper, Danny Mack. In front of them, Billy Mitch, George Honeyman. In the front three, Zian Fleming, Ryan Longman and Duncan Watmore. Leading the line today, Kevin Nisbet. Um, injury, unfortunately, in training yesterday for Tom Bradshaw, means that our leading scorer is out of action this afternoon. Um, the bench includes some kids, so it's a pretty thin-looking Bench today, dear listeners, we're up against it. Where our only hope is that Middlesbrough are shagged after that midweek um, fine victory over Chelsea in the, in the EFL, the Caribou League Cup, whatever you want to call it. Um, they've also been delayed getting to the ground, so it's actually a 3.15 kickoff this afternoon. So uh, old school, old traditional kickoff time here at Millwall. We used to kick off 3.15 back in the days of the Surrey Docks, which is now. One giant redevelopment block cold afternoon wherever you're listening to this show around the globe. I hope it's a bit warmer than it is here. The special kind of damp English cold, this grey skies, floodlights ablaze. But with it uh, looks like a pretty good crowd here, I think it was not quite a full house. Or all tickets sold, I should have called it. There's a few seats knocking around. I'm sat in the group on stand full of um, visitors this afternoon, which is a good thing. Crowds in fine voice, though, we're on a good run of form. This would be uh, three wins on the spin, 10 points from four fixtures. Can we make it 13 points from five? Wes Harding, speaking to the um, news at 10, he says that the squad are looking up at the playoffs. I think that's a good thing. I've made a bit of a, you know, sark remark online about having a pint of whatever Wes is having. But um, yeah, you've got to have some ambition in this life, dear listeners, and that can only be a good thing. Joe Edwards speaking again very well in the week on Mill TV. Clearly, has ignited the passions of the Millwall support, and that's um, that's such a relief. I don't know about you, I've actually been looking forward to coming to Millwall today all week. And how long is it since she's really, truthfully been able to say that under the dull regime of Gary Rowett? Long while. It's going to be Mill to kick us off attacking the away end in accordance with the dictums of the venerable Bede, writing at Jarrow Monastery, Lindisfarne. He who's on that little island, knocking out his Anglo-Saxon chronicle. And page one, verse one said, "The Mill shall attack the away end in the first half." That's how long ago it goes back to. Honest to God, truth, dear listeners. away right, we go. Nisbet kicks us off. Early corner, Mill. Side. Going to be Joe Brian to take it, right sided corner. We're not even inside the first minute here, dear listeners. I was actually adjusting my watch, so I missed the move to get that corner, so you'll have to um, pick me up on that separately. In Australian rules football, that would have been one of those one point um, scores in the, in the outside set of posts. Ball break forward, has gone back to the goalkeeper, He's chasing him in, it's Kevin Nisbet. It falls back to George Honeyburn, Ian Fleming now. Little flip forwards, this is Duncan What looking at he take a turn, he can, can he get a shot away, he's put, oh, he tried to feed in Danny Mack on the overlap there. Ryan Longman, sorry, don't, he probably could have taken a shot there, but he decided to play it wide. Two minutes in, it's been all action by Millwall to start us off, dear listeners. Early Mill pressure, lovely little ball inside, Billy Mitchell tried to play it back to Longman. Rolls clear, Millwall on the attack here, listeners. Proud of loving this start. Mill back on the attack. It's been an all-action start. Long ball from uh, Brian to find Longman on the right side. Ball into the box. Goalkeeper takes at the feet of Kevin Nisbet. Go, 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 dear listeners. It's the go-go. It's five minutes into the game. Pressing forwards. Right side of the Mill penalty area. With about eight minutes in there, I'd say. oh there's a little chinky cross over the head of the 10 straight into the arms of Martia Sarkic. Nice play Millwall, this is George Honeyman now, spreads play, can Longman catch that? He can, right side, takes his man on, ball into the middle, that's taken off the head of uh, Nuzbet, that's a cr- oh, 1-0, Joe Bryan! volley on the edge of the penalty area, 1-0 Millwall. 10 minutes in, fantastic goal, fantastic take. Crowd has gone bonkers, loose ball really, Um, crossing from the right side, came away from uh, Nisbet and caught on the volley by Joe Bryan. Brilliant take, spectacular goal dear listeners, 1-0 Millwall, 10 minutes into it. Just behind Fleming and caught on the volley by Joe Bryan, real real spectacular goal, lovely finish. Well excellent start by Millwall, that's on 10 minutes, it's been bright stuff from the line so far. Capped off the cherry on the cake on top of a Mr. Kipling. That Le- lovely, lovely volley by Joe Bryan. This is now uh, Zion Fleming on the break down the middle. He's got Nisbet overlapping on the left, He's trying to do a crossfield ball there. That was a little moment that uh, faded away. George Honeyman's a, one of those players that gets under people's skin already. He's got um, the Borough midfielder antagonised out there. yeah so here i am in the group on stand there's a bunch of i think they're germans in front of me one one they've clearly been busy in the club shop there's a queue to get into the club shop as i walked past it about an hour ago so clearly the club's marketing at least is is working well this is uh billy mitchell midfield crossfield ball aiming for joe Bryan. gets ahead to it lovely little back heel touch Joe Brian. that seemed for Duncan Watmore oh just put it over the goalkeeper beautiful move beautiful football wow 14 minutes it's come off the goalkeeper for a corner I thought we put it over him it actually must have touched him good save by the goalkeeper in that there's a wonderful flowing move down the left there dear listeners the likes of which we haven't seen for years down here I can't think when we saw flowing football last we saw exciting football under, under Neil Harris, but it wasn't really flowing in the same way, was it? That's, in comes the corner, there's, Oh, Jake Cooper puts it onto the crossbar from the volley. Wow, I'd need to see that again. He seemed to side foot it on the volley and it seemed to flick the top of the crossbar. Yeah, the side foot volley. Wonders will never cease down here, dear listeners. Signs and wonders, signs and wonders. All breaks. This is the 11 now on the right side for Middlesbrough. Little ball into the middle. That's a great save, Tarkic at the feet of the oncoming forward there. And then blasted over. That was a nice move, actually. That was a chance for Middlesbrough. Good save by Mart- Martie Sarkic. That will cement his relationship with a cold blow lane in for sure. The, uh, the Germans are looking at me like I'm an English eccentric, like Professor Brainstorm speaking into my phone. This is Middlesbrough on the break. 16. He's got the ten. He's looked a dangerous player. A little break in the middle. Great last ditch tackle there, Danny Mack We do live on our. You know, this is going to be the price of bright football is that we leave space at the back. And um, I think Borough have looked a little bit tired so far, but they still obviously have got enough in their petrol tank to get forwards as well. So they, they don't look a bad side going forwards. This is 29. Shot from distance, wide left. The news at Den describes Middlesbrough as a decent but flawed outfit. I'd say that could probably apply to us as much as um, three quarters of the division, really. Possibly only Leicester would um, say they're not a flawed outfit in this, in this division anyway. That's a beautiful ball forwards for the looking much more physical incidentally, the listeners. We're ticking towards 20 minutes. Stronger on the ball. Well, I imagine that's work that's been done on the, uh, in the gym. Where else would he have done it? He might have done a few press-ups in in his front room with his girlfriend watching, I don't know. State the bleeding obvious, Nick, why don't you? It's going to be a long throw. Left side, Zian to take it, in it comes. It's a looping up high ball, headed away. Fleming with a spectacular, not particularly effective looping kind of ball, but it's going to stay with Millwall. This is Longman to Harding. Ticking towards 21 minutes, there's a ball in that's headed up and away. Good support for the Millwall as we reached the halfway point leading by that one goal from Joe Bryan. Crowd responding to the attacking football though, dear listeners. Lovely ball break forward. This is Billy Mitch now he's got Watmore through, but can he get a shot on goal? Oh, into the side netting up. And this bit was uh, wanting in the middle of there. more was probably too far forward to really get it back. out had to shoot at too tight an angle. The referee is letting a lot go. I think Joe Bryan clattered his uh, man the number 11 but referees let that go comes towards the 25th minute bright game so far entertaining game I think probably that's the thing that's really um, refreshed me following Millwall is the fact that you actually um, are enjoying the game so I certainly left but yeah I'm enjoying following the football again it's um, it's really refreshing it's what, what it should be for I think sometimes the football industry loses sight of the fact that this is an entertainment. Obviously, you want to play it well and win, but it's, you, you are there really for entertainment purposes primarily. I think Gary Rowett, when his style was only any good whilst we won, whilst we were successful, when that failed, there was no entertainment value to uh, save the day. Don't know if I'm explaining it very, very well. Lovely work, Billy Mitch, midfield. This is interplay with Jake Cooper. He's feasted Duncan Watmore on a surging run now. We're on 20... 26 minutes all overlapping ryan longman what can he do shot over the bar i, know, I think what more wanted i think this bit wanted and uh, fleming wanted slightly wasteful there by longman perhaps he probably had to take the shot on there but um, it was over the bar. in any event mill playing some beautiful one touch football dear listeners how long is it since i've been able to say that sentence have you ever heard it on this show before i've been doing this show for practically 10 years now I don't think I've ever said that sentence. 30 minutes into the game, Millwall by far the better side so far. Middlesbrough have had one or two moments. That was a loose ball. I think I might have given them the commentators' curses. He's borough now. But really bright, attractive start by Millwall. Good football. Middlesbrough pinned back a lot in this half. Passing the ball backwards and forwards between the goalkeeper and their back line. Trying to work a way out. But here they come though, having just uh critiqued them They're on the right side this is the 11. 29 three inside the mill There's a ball across there's one one each ball across the six yard box and putting at the far post nicely worked goal and fairness to them they have had moments but not um, on the same level as Millwall. Um, so it's a bit of a shame to give away that that equaliser 38 minutes overall mill playing the right way we've had a lot of good football um Great taken goal to put us ahead. Um, disappointing to concede that goal. They've passed their way through our side slightly there. But uh, overall, I'm more than happy with the way Millwall are playing. So we've just got to keep at it. More of the same for me at the moment from Millwall, please. Long ball forwards. That's found oh, had the beating of Wes Harding there, the 10. But uh, he does pick up on the left side, though. Still in a moment of danger here. This is uh, Mill just... Scrapping around the 16th and the D. Sarkic down well to get a hand to that nicely done. We're just looking a little bit loose at the back, dear listeners. 43 minutes as the half closes, Middlesbrough starting to look more threatening. And since the equalised, the den slightly flattened out a touch, I'd say. Lovely little flick out there from Nisbet finds what more on the left now. Gets clipped on the edge of the penalty. A referee not giving anything there. The ball had got away from him. It was an ambitious penalty shot. Paul Falls in now. All ball over the top. This is Duncan Watmore down the middle. Cuts it inside. Can he... Can't beat his man. He tried to... Over, overcooked it. There was a moment there where... I don't think he had the angle for the shot quite on it. Overall, I'd say Mill started really, really brightly. And for the bulk of the half, I'd say we are playing some really decent football, obviously leading from that early strike by Joe Bryan um, The Den has slightly lost some of its um, verve with the equaliser which is a shame as, as we said earlier on um, we need to recover some of that early energy for the second half uh, the bench is um, looking a little bit you know, packed with, with uh, youngsters so um, whether we can find that energy off the bench or not, I don't know but certainly as half time approaches uh, one all yellow card for George Honeyman there late challenge in midfield I'd say overall decent half of football for Mill against a decent side and there is the half-time whistle dear listeners um as I say nice can go in really needing to recapture some of the early energy if we can find that in the second half there's no reason why we can't look to go forwards and and take three points here but uh we just went a little bit off the boil with the equalizer so there we are half-time Mill one Middlesbrough one
1: Achtung, Mehlball!
2: Two teams are out, dear listeners. Disappointing end to the first half. Really, Lions actually played some really nice football. Had a great chance to go two ahead through Jake Cooper, which obviously clipped the crossbar. When really the, the goal was gaping. Possibly a difficult chance for him to take, side it but um, big opportunity. Now, uh, late, late, late in a half, Barra have got themselves back into it. So one all. As Burrow will kick us off for the second half attacking the away and mill of course attacking a cold blow in accordance with the venerable beads dictums mill shall attack if the cold blow lane end in ye second half he wrote <laughs> away we go big half of football i think we um, will feel that we should have got more out of that first half that said it was an entertaining half of football we have a slightly sour taste at the end of it mill keeping possession quite nicely honeyman playing the ball back and forth across midfield. Billy Mitch gets clipped, surely. Referee gives nothing. He's let a lot go, as I've said a few times in this show. But he sees that one. Two-man challenge on the Middlesbrough player coming forwards. Crowd not not happy with that. Bloke in front of me from the... uh, I think they're German. Look bored stiff, listeners. Looking at his phone the ball in, that's towards Harding, headed down. This is uh, Jake Cooper again. Little just overcooking it, unfortunately, in this bit, having the ball taken off him when there was a moment there where maybe was a, a shot was possible, but just not fast enough. And this does give Burrow the chance to break forwards. That should be taken by Danny Mack, who's playing much more centrally. I don't know if that's the plan or whether that's um, just the way things roll. 57 minutes. Yeah, so I suppose that's the price of the group on stand, isn't this? playing a game on his phone, but anyway, he's paid to get in. Bought stuff at the uh, shop, so um, does it matter? You tell me. Oh, it was a bad header there, this is a, a chance for Borough. 2-1 Borough, loose, loose header there by Joe Bryan, releases the striker on an open goal in front of him, very poor, defending Millwall. Simple, simple task for the goal, the uh, striker to slot it in, that's an awful error by Joe Bryan, 59 minutes lies behind 2-1 now self-inflicted error once again I was going to say the price of um, open football but that was just a poor poor choice decision by an experienced player Um, self-inflicted error so it's nothing to do with open or closed or any other defensive or attacking football it's just poor football 62 minutes 63 minutes ball across finds the man's space for Burrow, this could be 3-1, that's going to go for a right-sided corner off the boot of Jake Cooper, dear listeners. Well, a third goal will mean this game really gets away from us, obviously all the time it's 2-1, we're in with a shout. Um, We've played some really nice football at times and across the game, but we've also made some silly errors as well, and you can't do that at this level, so um a lot to uh take away from this. We're, we've still got uh what is it, 64 minutes 26 minutes to go so um too early yet to be writing any epitaphs to the match but certainly that's that's as we come towards 65 minutes that's the uh position that we're in 69 minutes perhaps hard to see at the moment mill clawing their way back into this and certainly if they uh concede another one then we're done for i think this is a right-sided corner for Middlesbrough. Ball in from the right. Falls to the six. Hooked wide. Hooked wide. Ticking to all 70 minutes, dear listeners. We all need to find something from somewhere. This game feels a bit, a little bit drifty at the moment. I don't think the bloke in front of me wants to be here, dear listeners. I'm just looking at YouTube videos now. Very odd. Odd behaviour. Why is it bugging me? I'll have to do a bit of analysis on that when I get home. It's too cold for it here at the moment. It's irritating, it's irritating. You're keeping possession well. This is Longman now on the right side. He's got uh, Danny Mack. Hoofs it high in the air into the box. His arms and legs all over the place. Zian blasts it straight into a red shirt, unfortunately. And Borough bring it away. It was a cold and dark night in South Bermondsey. 77 minutes on the clock. We've looked a little bit flat since the, um, since the goal, to be honest. Not carved out any chances, worth the name, which is not the impression you would have had at the start of the game. We looked alive and electric. That's really gone off as this, this game's wearing down towards its conclusion. So what do we make of this game, dear listeners? Well, after a very good um, bulk of the first half, Millwall have rather gifted the game to Middlesbrough. The, um, both the goals, really, are results of poor defending especially the second one um, and we've not we've run out of ideas as the game's gone along so that could be a consequence of injuries we've got um carrying quite a large casualty list at the moment but um yeah after a bright start it's a little bit gone uh, gone flat six minutes of um added time well it's time to be uh get something out of the game if we can well, this is middlesbron the uh, attacker this is a 21 down by the it's gone for a goal kick ticking towards last chance saloon dear listeners Jake Cooper's gone forwards as the target man but shows you how desperate things are getting. ball into the middle that's falls now to the 19 there's 3-1 that's your lot dear listeners 21 scored that one um, game set and match I'm afraid um, third goal discount because we're trying to press forwards. jake cooper's gone forwards the other two goals first goal was the passing movement which we should have done better with second goal was just a gift from a poor header by uh, joe Bryan. i think the thing that probably would be my main concern coming out of this game after a bright start a lot of good energy early on as we ran out and it's gone very flat so um yeah disappointing way to finish what started out as a very exciting afternoon throughout the uh, ground is emptying now as you will expect relinquishing a one goal lead to finish three one down is going to also be a, an area of concern for joe bright joe edwards that said in his defense in the squad's defense we have been carrying a lot of injuries and there's not an awful lot on the bench to be able to turn this around so um yeah bad day at the office there we are game finishes Millwall one middlesbrough three um, I think we'll call it quits there. This says freezing cold afternoon here at the den. Thank you for listening.
0: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
1: I always think it's important to get the balance that I certainly won't walk into work on Monday morning with a grey cloud over my head that brings everyone down, but at the same time we will never just be satisfied with losing games because, oh, we played well for a spell or oh, there's signs of progress, you know, that's what there should be, that's what we're here to do. We're all working hard, we're very much together and I think loads of elements of our performance is showing that and it's showing signs of a team that that can be heading in the right direction, but it is still football. Um, and. We can talk about it being fine margins or being bad luck, but you will get punished. We're, we're playing at a high level here, so it's that fine balance. I'll, I'll show the lads what we've done well today, like we do every game. We'll look at us and we'll keep trying to build on it because it's certainly progress, but we still need to improve. and We, we don't want to make a habit of standing here at the den after games with people kind of giving us a heroic round of applause, but we've lost the game. We want to win games, that's what we're here for.
2: That was the voice, of course, dear listeners of Joe Edwards, head coach, Mills head coach, speaking in the aftermath of yesterday's disappointing um, 3-1 loss at home to Middlesbrough. Joining me now to chew over the traces of um, that disappointing loss is show regular. I'm going to call you show regular. It's Steve Lee. How are you doing, Steve?
0: I'm very well, Nick. How are
2: you? I'm good, mate. We've finally got our call going. Um, i don't know about you yesterday, Steve. I was frozen stiff. And I think the internet might have been frozen stiff today, mate, between the pair of us. We've got got it together. So, good to have you. Have you warmed up yesterday from the day?
0: Well, it's another January football (laughs) match and, um, you know, seasonal weather.
2: (laughs) Seasonal weather. (laughs) One way to put it. Um, I find yesterday's game quite a hard one to review again, um, Steve, because in a similar way to last week's fixture in the cup with Leicester, I I, I left the den yesterday with a kind of strange mix of emotions, because on the one hand, there's a lot of good, especially in that first half, and then it all went to pot in the second half, Um, so it's a a strange mixture, I think that's probably what Joe Edwards is talking about, with not being satisfied with the good play, because the bad play outweighs it, how did you find yesterday?
0: Well, um, prior to the game, I was having a point with a couple of friends of mine uh, and um, we always sort of um, explain our expectations to each other. And, and, and I, I, I have to admit, um, I'm normally quite optimistic and, and go into a, a situation like a, a home game thinking, well, we've got everything to play for. And, and uh, uh, as I say, my expectations are high. Yesterday, yeah. yesterday I, I wasn't certain. Um, okay. and, and I think it, it was down to one factor of Middlesbrough coming out of a midweek game that could have been uh, uh, um, a negative for them, where they could have come to us tired uh, and, you know, put, having put a lot of energy into a, a cup semi-final, be it, albeit first leg. Yeah, yeah. Um, they actually came into the game, obviously, having arrived late, a bit cold, because um, obviously we, mm. we, we, we went at them very quickly. Um, yeah. But... I didn't see any sign of any tiredness. That that game midweek had obviously, obviously given them a lift because they'd won, uh, yeah. uh, and uh, Carrick had obviously said to them, "You know, let's, let's carry on the way we are. You know, let's carry on. You know what what we did on uh, in midweek." And uh, once they settled down uh, and, and weathered the storm, which you know from our point of view it was a good thirty minute storm, so it was you know it, yeah. it, it it was quite intense for that period. They weathered that storm, having only conceded crucially the one goal. Yep. Uh, and then hit us with that sucker punch um, uh, just before half-time. And I, I look back at this morning at that goal, and, and, and I looked at our, our defence, who were all doing their jobs of picking up their players, but Mitchell didn't track the guy who went into the inside right uh, channel to uh, yep. the near post and knocked the ball across the face of the goal. And the guy coming in from the left who, who scored, uh, Longman was nowhere near him. Now, Longman was having a great first half, but that, those two lapses of concentration from two players who need to support their defenders in that situation, you know, hit us pretty badly. And you, again, you know, the, the players didn't drop their heads. And I don't think, obviously, when they go straight back into the changing room at half-time, Edwards isn't going to allow them to drop their heads. But, you yeah. know, Middlesbrough showed we're in this game. Uh, and um, and and it was it was going to be a big challenge for us to to continue that intensity in the in the second half.
2: Yeah, no, it seemed to deflate the den generally because I think it was a, a sucker punch. Um, looking at it again this morning um, in real time, you missed some of this stuff, but it, I thought it was quite a well worked work gold in real yep. time. Um, looking it back again, I just think we, as you rightly identified, we gave them too much space to uh, the winger to get into the box, pretty much with freedom of. Um South Bermondsey, I think the commentary yeah. described it as, um, and then to find the man also unmarked at the far post who put it away pretty, pretty and easily in the in the end, yeah. um, it's a defensive error really, and I think for each of the goals, I'm going to discount the third one yesterday because we were pushing forwards a little bit, yeah. but certainly the, the crucial first and second goals were gifted to Middlesbrough, which is, it's got to be a real frustration for for Joe Edwards. There was a lot of good in that first. Third, I think they scored on 38, so they had a couple of moments. But there was a lot of good from Millwall, a lot of good content there. Some really, really nice flowing football, Stevens, you know, that all goes out the window, doesn't it? When you start making fundamental su- Sunday morning park errors, you know, in front of goals.
0: Well, I think Edwards has made the comment, uh, and, and quite rightly so. Um, you can dominate the game uh, and, and have, you know, good passages in, in the game. But unless you make the, uh, uh, the, the breakthroughs and score goals... Um, it, it amounts to nothing. And, and um, mm. yeah, uh, you know, Middlesbrough are a good side. And, and uh, you know, like a lot of the championship sides, they've invested well. They've got some good players. They've, they've got that kid who was on loan at Plymouth Argyle. Um, uh, they snatched him, the, I think he was on loan from Villa to Argyle. Right. Uh, they got and, some decent players. And they picked him up for a couple of million very quickly yeah. in the window. Uh, yeah. And, and, and um, you know, that's, that shows their ambition. Uh, and, and, you know, we've been, since the window opened, um, pretty quiet, which is seemingly the Millwall way. But um, uh... <laughs> quiet. <laughs> quiet.
2: Quiet is a good way to put it. Comatose might be um, another way to put it. Given that the, that, I mean, the, the part of the problem yesterday, Steve, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. And some of the moves in the first half, I don't know if I'm over-exaggerating this and, and do feel free to leap in if, if I'm if I get too outrageous. But some of the moves and some of the passing play, some of the one touch football, were some of the best I've seen in a long, long time at the Den. In fact I'm trying to think when we played that style last. And I'm like you like me go back a long way. And I'm going back to the Bruce Rioch here, early nineties, when we played that kind of one touch movement passing football, because otherwise we've always been Known as a pretty direct side, one one way and the other, which suits me in in many respects. But that was some of the moves were beautiful to watch yesterday. So there's clearly a lot going on, but you need a squad to be able to do that Uh, because when you run out of energy, it's a high intensity um, style, high energy style. Um, And we we just ran out of puff. Well, we ran out of energy, didn't we? The petrol ran out in the second half a little bit from the tank, and we just were a little bit void of ideas and the bench is Where the problem lies because there's nothing much on there to come in to change it. A lot of kids and players that are coming back off of injury, Steve, which yeah. and the forgotten man, Alan Campbell, I don't know what he's
1: you know, I don't know what his
2: purpose is really. A head steward, he might be a head steward in future, maybe.
0: Well, he doesn't He does lack experience, so you would have thought um, bringing him on. Might have been a, a, a wise move, but uh, uh, th- th- it, whether he doesn't fit the style or the pattern, I don't know. But, yes, but don't. There's, there's two things I like to raise from the points you've just made. The fast flying football, I agree. It, it, I haven't seen it for quite a while. Uh, and no. um, a, a number of the players are really, uh, are really up for it. They want to contribute to it and, and they, they benefit from it. Honeyman being a prime example. Um, yeah. I'm going to be controversial here. It don't suit Fleming. Fleming no. has not. Fleming okay. has not got the um, movement, and he certainly hasn't got the pace uh, uh, to for us to to uh, to get benefit from him playing that style of football. I, Does I, he have I, the football
2: brain for it? I mean, I, I, t- I take your point about pace, Steve. Um, he's. he's he, I thought he was a little bit more physical yesterday, which is good to see, but. Um, Does he have the football brain? Because we've we've tended to see him as a bit of a star in in middle terms, but I do wonder sometimes whether he's quite as good as we make him out to be. He's a seasoned player. He's as good as we
0: think he is. That's exactly the way I feel. There are times... And and I I was uh, at the Bristol City game uh, on New Year, and and there were times in that game, again, he was hiding uh, uh, um, and not making himself available. Um, Yesterday... When that ball was moving swiftly forward, he wasn't. He he, he was involved in a couple of uh, uh, passages of it, but there were times where he wasn't. Where, uh, and the others, it, you know, it was it was what uh, uh, And Nisbit who were linking up, uh, mm. uh, and um, uh, Fleming wasn't he- uh, c- contributing at all. And the second half, I don't know what he was doing. The second half, and and, and why he wasn't substituted on sixty minutes, let alone seventy. But again, lacking
2: lack of alternatives. You're things. right. Um, no,
0: that's that's the other point you're right. The lack of alternatives on the bench uh, make it difficult and um we're we are we are relying on on him. Um, oh, over relying on him I think is the is probably the best way of putting it.
2: Well, it was good to see uh well, both Brook Norton Cuffey. is a lone player listeners don't forget he's a lone player so he goes home at the end of the season. Um, but also Casper and coming back from injury, it's good to see him. But he was, they're both going to be rusty. Mm. Um, in you know, you know, to expect an immediate impact in their first game back with just a few minutes to go is probably a bit um, setting too high a bar. Uh, Rabanne isn't. We aren't seeing much of him. Um, a lot of us were thinking that maybe he was going to be the the next big thing at the Den, but he's not. He doesn't seem to be getting the game time. And I would have thought that yesterday, where we looked a bit um, bereft of imagination. In the second half, we're behind. We're looking to create. And we weren't creating, Steve. We didn't see him. So, again, another player I'm just wondering whether, the, you know, the, the football um, staff, and then just whether they don't see him as quite the talent that we, we all think he is. Mm. Um, another interesting another interesting one there. Um, yeah, so I just think it's, the, the, the bench... Illustrates a lot, doesn't I mean, it? I mean, I don't even know. This, this, the kid Lawson, I don't even know his first name. Grant, I don't even know his name, first name. Nino Adam Malarkey. But, you know, this, this, when you've got kids coming in at that, on the bench, um, it just says that the squad is, is paper thin now with, is paper with injuries thin. and susp- suspensions.
0: Uh, coming back to Essie, um, uh, I mean, there is a mystery about what's happening surrounding him. Uh, and mm. I know I know um, from some of your previous podcasts um there was a, a <laughs> suggestion that he might be on his I'm travels. not saying that again I've just looked at it online <laughs> um, and, and 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 that's that's been debated uh, amongst you know um yeah. uh, people I go to the game with uh, you know is he a, uh, is he a long term fixture or is he just an asset that's there to be sold but yeah. um uh, when he came on yesterday I I th- I thought his instructions were to drag the defenders Uh, out of the way so Norton Cuffey could make those uh, runs down the right-hand flank. And um, there were times where he stood there a bit static. A couple of times he did uh, uh, go inside and and drag the the players away. But Norton Cuffey wasn't in the position then to either receive the ball or or, or take the ball into that uh, scenario. So there was a certainly a lack of understanding there, and it certainly wasn't the old Matt Lawrence Paul I feel understanding. No, 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 um, no. But th- there was there was another opportunity where he made a, a, a again a run inside, where he was looking for the ball, and it, it, someone uh, I can't remember who was actually on the ball at the time, but they didn't pick up his run. But it was it, again it showed he has got the brain, he has got the ability to you know. To, Create openings. Mm, uh, and, yeah. Um, and, but, he, again, he hasn't played enough. Uh, and so, you know, we're, we're looking at almost a couple of shadowy appearances to, to judge him over. And, and that's probably not fair. Um,
2: not fair on the boy. No, that's no, true. It's
0: but, true. But Edwards, Edwards must have his uh, motives for not playing him. He must have. Uh, a, he
2: must have in a game where we're, we're looking pretty... Not mundane. I mean we, we we weren't creating much in the second half and maybe maybe he thought we could just uh, recreate what we were doing in the first half which was high energy. I think just we, we ran out of um ran out of steam on, on in that second period, didn't we? Yeah. A player I mean the, the game was summed up by one player in many ways. That player was Joe Bryan, scorer of a fantastic goal. Yeah. I mean that was a really, really difficult chance to put away. And he Very put it away spectacularly in the first half. Yeah. Um, So there's Joe Bryan, um, you know, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde here, Steve, isn't it? There's there's, there's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde appeared for the second goal, which I I looked at it again this morning. I still can't quite see what he was thinking to do. I think he was trying to head it clear, but it was just a lovely layoff, really, for the Middlesbrough forward to come from and slam home for 2-1 at the total gift of a goal. Um, A
0: a player of his experience and the uh, the fact that, you know, he Premiership football. To make a mistake like that, because composure is is a part of his game. You know, he doesn't panic on the ball. But I think he he panicked there. Uh, uh, And um, as you say, gifted it to the uh, uh, Isaiah uh, Jones. Um, Yeah. And the guy thought it was Christmas again. He just (laughs) landed on his sofa. Thank you very (laughs) much. And bang. Um, but, no, Joe, Joe Bryan, yeah, it was the, the the good, the bad and the ugly in some respects. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, oh. one
2: player epitomised the whole game, really, listeners. Um, uh, but there we are. Um, the rest of the half, I think, I thought we faded, as we've said a few times already, uh, as, the, as the half wore along. Um, the third goal was a consequence of pressing forwards. That was deep into added time. Yeah. I think we sent Jake Cooper forwards as we had. A, Make makeshift, <laughs> which is you know, the game's up when that moment arrives. Yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah, um, but, there was but a break that, out. No, it was nice, to put away again, it
0: well. was. But that tiredness issue that's the first time I've seen this uh, in recent uh games. Um, uh, because the one thing that impressed me most at Bristol City, they that they didn't tire at all, the, the, the energy levels throughout the whole of that game, and that was after a succession of tough games, you know, having yeah. played the Friday night in a very tough game against Norwich. Uh, and then, you know, to play again on the following Monday uh, because of the bank holiday circumstances. Um, I, I, they, they didn't, didn't tire in that game. They, they were still full of energy. Um, but yeah, like yesterday, the legs went and, um, then, as you've quite rightly pointed out, it, it, the factor of nothing on the bench or no, not enough decent replacement. Not enough, on the
2: bench yeah, not enough
0: on the bench. Yeah, of uh, yeah. And and if uh, if Edwards is looking at that, he's only going to delay bringing anybody on if, if if he don't think they can make any impact. And comes back True. to you, comes back to your Alan Campbell point. Um, you know uh, that's that's going to be something that either do we can we can negotiate with Luton? Do they want him back? Probably not. Probably um, not. <laughs> Um, because he hasn't, well he hasn't he hasn't starred in any games or, or in any anything since he's been with us. So that, no, that's, he hasn't. That's not going to you know um, uh, motivate uh, Luton to do anything there unless they they hit a series of injuries in the next week or so, and then they have to call him back because they need um, replacements themselves. But I mean, uh, he's been a
2: very um, a, v- a very lacklustre player. I mean, as a lone lonely the the. the moments we've seen him, he hasn't really made an impact no. and um, maybe that speaks volumes, maybe we can send him down to Steve Morrison down at Sutton there, uh, uh, Steve, <laughs> whether, whether he wants, to go, yeah. wants him there or not I, I don't know. Um, a few players I mean, as ever at Millwall, we seem to love to have a scapegoat um, and a few players have been catching it a little bit on on, on the net, I've noticed Danny Mack, I thought he actually played quite well yesterday, I, I, I think he's an improving player and you know, when, when Joe Edwards and, and Andy Myers arrived, Steve, um, there was obviously the, the, the coaching side has been um, widely touted as their, their strong point. And I, I actually do think that we're starting to see the benefits of that on Danny Mack. I think he's an improving player. I, I didn't think he had a bad game, yesterday, but some people must watch a different <laughs> version of the match because, I, I, you know, they're slaughtering him on, online.
0: No, um, I do agree. He, he has been he, oh, he is benefiting from, uh, from their uh, their influence. And, and, and don't forget, yesterday, there was times when he was almost one of a back three. Now, he, had, yeah. he hasn't played that role on many occasions, to my memory. Uh, no. Uh, and um, uh, and, and the, the way the balance worked with, you know, Brian was really pushing up high that, in that first half. I mean, he, he yeah. hugged that uh, 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 left-hand side and, and was mostly in their half. Um, so Danny Mack really had to play tight alongside Harding and Cooper. Uh, um, and that that I thought we handled it quite well, uh, and and certainly when they they scored their first goal, he was tracking his player. He his player wasn't going to get that pass across the face of goal, so he was doing his defensive duties correctly. Uh, uh, it, as I say, I think it was Longman at the far post that was that was lacking there. Um, yeah, yeah, but yet, no, Mac it, yeah, no, Danny Mack doesn't deserve doesn't deserve some of the stick he's receiving. He's he's uh, he, if he if he continues to improve like this, he's going to be an asset for us.
2: Kevin Nisbet is another one that um, divides opinion. I'm going to be uh, as diplomatic as I possibly can, Steve. He divides opinion. <laughs> I, I, I quite like him, but we, I, I do wonder if sometimes we're, um, we're trying to search for the right style of play to suit Kevin Nisbet, because he's, you know, I would have loved Tom Bradshaw to be out, especially in that second half. He yeah. would just ran and ran and run and run and run and made something happen. That's not Kevin this bit's game. Um, a few moves, especially in our, our, our kind of purple patch in the first half, there were balls. The quality of the crossing maybe could have been a bit better. We weren't, we weren't finding this bit. Um, how do you see him, Steve? Because I He's teaching on the edge of um, of, of, um, of love and hate at the, den at the moment, isn't he? Because he's clearly um, wanting more from in terms of service, but I'm not sure how much more he's going to be able to to create without getting involved more himself.
0: I, I, I genuinely believe there's a decent player in him, in, in him, uh, and um, uh, I, I I think it's it's for me it's a bit reminiscent of um, when Lee Gregory stepped up uh, and joined us. It took mm. him. A, it took him a good season to adapt to, from what he was from came from non-league football into League One where we were. Um, yeah. I, I, and I know I'm talking about Scottish Premiership to Championship, and yeah, uh, and, and that could, that could be controversial insofar as you know, there isn't a you know, there isn't a difference. It's a Scottish Premiership, where de- it's a decent level of football. It's a different type of football, and and Nesbit has had to uh, adjust his game. Uh, and um, uh, and he has got a couple of goals. And uh, although, as someone said on Radio London yesterday, he tends to get them in the, the dog end of games when, you know, it's, mm. it doesn't really matter or it, it you know, mm. hasn't, hasn't counted. But um, there, there are a couple of times. In the first half, he won certainly two or three headers where he put uh, uh, Joe Bryan through on, on, on one occasion. Yeah, yeah. I and on yeah. another. And he made those, he made those challenges... Uh, certainly, as, as far as the um, uh, defend, uh, defenders were concerned, he made it his. And they were, they were big lumps, their centre halves. Uh, sure. And then there was an occasion in the second half where Longman, had, uh, uh, who was predominantly playing on the left as, uh, uh, towards the end of the second half, he came inside, and I think it was after a, a free kick, and he tried to pick Nisbet out at the far post. And it was just the quality of the cross wasn't quite right. But Nisbet have picked a lovely position to to to, to sneak a goal if it, if the ball had been delivered accurately enough. So um, you know it, it, there is you know he's got to work on his game to uh, uh, to you know get get these um, uh, energy levels up to championship standard. Um, yeah. And he's not Tom Bradshaw. We, we we can't pretend he's he's a Tom Bradshaw type player. He's a bit more silky. Um, but if we, if we can adapt our game sufficiently enough and. He can benefit from those, you know, the, the pace of the ball being brought forward. We've, we've got, we could have a, we could have a good striker there who could get us, you know, the, the goals that we we desperately need.
2: Yeah, it'd be great to see him start scoring and and um, for some of these chances uh, to to come to pass. I do agree. There's a player in there. He's just got to. It's almost like he's got to ignite slightly. I think maybe that's the best way to to put it. Tom Bradshaw, you mentioned obviously our injured. Has a yeah, loss, it's a big loss. Um, Steve. Big loss. Um, thankfully, we've got some points under our belt. We, I, I, I was just trying to work out how many... 18 points to reach the the 50-point um, <laughs> re- relegation target. I mean, I think we are fortunate in that the bottom three do look to be some way off of the pace now. I've had the table on here a moment ago. There they are. So, Sheffield Wednesday, QPR and Rotherham are some ways clear at the bottom. So... You know, we don't need that many more wins to really start to think in terms of mid-table respectability for the season, which is probably not a bad target. Um, the thinness of the squad is going to be the thing that probably prevents any any outsider outside rail playoff run. Do you, do, do you agree? Or
0: I do. Do I you know. still think it's on? Well, QPR away next week is going to be a difficult one. Big game. Depending on, depending yeah. depending on yeah. who we've got fit and available. Um, yeah. If if um, Marku makes a, a a sudden recovery, I'd I'd be a bit more content because I think even if he's on the bench that, that, again, that gives us an option. Patient uh, power, yeah. But yeah. I I think what I what I heard from um, the interview on Radio London with Edwards last night, and they were uh, and then they were discussing about the, the transfer window. Um, yeah, it, it could be now that um, at the club's hand is forced to make some crucial decisions about uh, 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 recruitment and um, re- replacements and, and, and a forward with Bradshaw being out potentially for four weeks, possibly longer. Yeah. Um, yep. We might have to get someone in. Uh, I, it ain't going to be key for more. I can't see that. Someone, someone said there's a queue of, of championship clubs after him. Um, yeah. Uh, but we've we've I think we got to maybe look at one or two players that may be scoring well enough, like the Notts COUNTY guy. I can't I'm yeah. not sure of his name. Yeah. We might have to sort of invest and say take a chance on on one or two players like that.
2: Outsiders, yeah. As it's, you say, there's going to be plenty of competition for these people, though. Isn't
0: absolutely it? right.
2: Every club in in the division is searching for that that magic um, diamond in the rough. You know.
0: Yeah. And, and, of course, there's the ongoing debate about what's happening regarding Cresswell. Um, uh, and, obviously, there was the Gilchrist thing that came into the mix. Gilchrist, again, was on the bench for Chelsea yesterday. So, yep. uh, while he continues to make the matchday squad at Chelsea, I don't think they're going to let him go out on loan. Um, yes. uh, and uh, Cresswell doesn't seem to be... Uh, actually, how can we put it? Popular at Leeds uh, because they they keep buying centre backs uh, uh, and and they not going don't seem to want to give him a no. chance. But of course he's going to cost money. And um, yes,
2: do we do we have the dough? That's that's the uh, that's, that's the question, isn't it? it um is. Historically, the answer to that is no. But I suppose that's going to be a test for the new ownership, John uh, jo, uh, James Berilsen. Um We'll see. We'll see. One well, other player, before we close out, Steve, I just wanted to mention Billy Mitchell, another player that gets a lot of yes. criticism online. I thought we, I thought he had a good game yesterday, Billy. Um, you can always say he's a defensive-minded midfielder rather than the forward, and the quality of some aspects of his game could be a lot better. I mean, he can't shoot for Toffee. I think I can probably shoot as well <laughs> as, as Billy. And that he's saying something, <laughs> believe me, believe me. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: but I thought he did. He played well yesterday, and I thought it was one of his better games in, a, in a, you know, in recent times, Billy.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. Um, I I think like Danny Mack, he may benefit from the uh, influence of Edwards and Myers. Yeah, um, agreed. And and uh, equally, under Rowett, it was always sideways, uh, sideways or backwards.
2: Backwards crab football.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, it, it was. Uh, it, he was he was getting more like David Livermore every time he he played. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I think I now see what Edwards and Myers are trying to do is encourage him to look for that forward pass, uh, yep. not, not release the ball too quickly like the hot potato it was but often under Rowett with him, uh, and you know, just give him by himself a bit more time to pick a pass. Uh, and, and if he continues to do that, uh, there's going to be a bit of competition when the others come fit. Now, coming back to next Saturday, we've got Savile back uh, available. Which is, let's yeah. hope he don't get injured in training in the week. Don't <laughs> <So, laughs> <that's crazy. laughs> um, But he's back next week. That, that, uh, and Donori. I don't think he's going to start again quickly. I think he'll, they'll, he'll be in the he squad. He's back in. Yeah, yeah. playing yeah, play off, off the bench a couple of yeah. times. Uh, and, um, uh, and obviously, we don't know the situation regarding Honeyman going off yesterday.
2: No, no. I mean, every time anyone gets a knock on the field now, I don't know about you, but, you know, you, you, your pulse starts racing. Um, this bet pulled up at one point, and, but then managed to walk it off.
0: Yep.
2: So, you know, uh, we, we are down to the bare bones there, Steve. That's, we are. that's the thing. We are.
0: Uh, but but no, you're right. Billy Mitchell, I, th- I think, is, 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 uh, has taken the challenge and, and fair play to him. He's, 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 uh, uh, he's given it a good go. And that's, that's all I would expect from him anyway, because that's the type of bloke he is
2: absolutely absolutely um, big shout out to Billy I thought we had a good game yesterday <clears throat> um, we've mentioned QPR away next week huge game I just want to close us if I may Steve by giving give a shout out to every everyone that, that turned out yesterday because it was a freezing cold day down there <laughs> yesterday I don't know about you Steve but I thought <laughs> my I was, my hands were like Captain Scott at the Antarctic but it was yeah, the end yeah. um, and it wasn't an easy day to travel um no, number definitely. of railway lines out of action tr- tunnels closed so um you know it was it was sixteen thousand tickets sold I think that's probably a better way to put it, but everyone turned out yesterday well done because the atmosphere particularly in the first half when when the the, the play was was upbeat was was pretty good and um you know more more of that really um
0: can I, can I just I, throw I, in a comment there when it's, yeah, when definitely. it's freezing cold and you're watching um the side <laughs> Um, prior to Joe Edwards, um, yes. that were, you know, should we say, grinding out a performance is yeah. colder. Um, <coughs> That's for when, sure. When the side are up for it and they're, they're, you can see that they're, they're playing their arts out and giving 100%, you don't feel so cold because you, you're, you're wrapped up in the game. <coughs> Um, that's so that... very true that's Gary,
2: Gary Rowick cold versus Joe <laughs> Edwards cold I mean just, just we'll close with Joe Edwards actually um, Steve because I, I, you know the, the clearly is there's a project to, to be undertaken that implies time I think he's managed to buy himself got himself out of that initial mm-hmm. poor run of form <laughs> um, few wins we, we're hopefully with enough um, points in the in the bank now to you know not to be too worried at this stage about relegation we do need to carry on playing the right way but I'm, I'm a, I was looking forward to going to Millwall yesterday, yeah. And B, um, at the point you've just made, actually, I was enjoying the football. I mean, it went a bit off the rails, and you know, we all know how it finished, but I was enjoying myself. I actually left having been entertained, at least for part of the game, um, and that's so refreshing. I mean. I can't be alone in in feeling that way. I know the result didn't go our way, but um, it's so you can see what we're trying to do. You can you can see the aim of the Joe Edwards project now, and um, I've got to say the football at times in that first half was really rewarding.
0: Yeah, my dad in his later years used to say, "I, I can tolerate Millwall losing sometimes." He said, "As long as they've given hundred the, percent and 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 uh, given value for the, to the fans," he said. Um, it's when it's when they turn it in. He said that's when I I'm you know I'm uh, critical and I I'm 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 becoming more like that as I get older as well. I think
2: we I think I'm joining your dad in, in his in his um, in his opinions there, Steve. So yeah, no fair play. Well done, Joe Edwards, for everything you're doing because yep. I think um, it's quite striking how um, when you read people's comments online and listening to those around in the den, yesterday Steve. When when um, when you kind of pick up the comments, um, there's there's a general supportedness for, for what he's trying to do, long may that continue. So well done, Joe Edwards. Yep. Steve, yeah, Steve. I was, was gonna say thank you very much for joining me. We, we got there in the end, mate, this Sunday morning. Big thank you, Steve Lee. Thanks for coming on the show, mate. Thank
0: you very much, Nick, and um, uh, all, all good wishes for the rest of the season.